What up, you Hanyaks? Welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast. Coming at you real late on this Monday, bringing your first dose of weird, but long story short, no excuses, but here's a bunch. Anyways, I just got back into town yesterday and, and last night, and I am now, have begun packing and was getting re, re-sorted, reorganized, had to write my newsletter covering last week that I'm sending out weekly. By the way, if you want to be on the newsletter, just send me, send the show, your email address, and I'll add you to that list. And let's see, I think that's maybe all my excuses. In what I had to run errands, and so by the time I finished the newsletter, I was like, well, I'll have to do the podcast later. But you know what I didn't do? You know what I didn't do? I didn't Say, oh, sorry, no episode today, I got busy. No, because I'm committed to you, the Hanyaks. And I am a Hanyak. Look, I'd rather be late than never. There was a time in my life, well, and it's still possible, where I would I would have been like, nope, uh-uh, missed my window, not going to do it. Hate the shame of being late. So much so that there were a few times in college. You ready for this? This is, this is, real, this is a hot Hanyak take right here. I would... Let's say, okay, let's say I was like trying to get to class and I was going to be more than say five minutes late, you know, maybe seven minutes, maybe 10 minutes, maybe even 15, but let's say it's an hour long class. So yeah, you know, you still should go to class and yeah, the teacher might be a little pissed off at you, but you made it right. Not this guy. I did not, I did not want to deal with being late of late to class so much so that if I was more than five minutes late, there, and this this wasn't constant. This was this was a phase. I was like, I'm just not going to go to class. <laughs> I do not recommend that. I think that's the wrong way to do. You need to get over yourself because that's a that's a microcosm of not taking like not owning up to the responsibility of being late. And I'm definitely much more in the camp of no. You still need to show up and you need to take whatever shame you have to take for being late and just and just own it. You'll get through it. You'll survive. And believe me, by going to class at all, you will be better. So, and that's my philosophy with the gym too. Is, um, and that's my philosophy with this now, right? And that's carried over. And don't you think we're all better off for it? You get an episode today. I put out an episode today. The podcast saga continues. Agree? Agreed. Cool. Well, I hope you guys had a good weekend. I had an amazing weekend discovering the gym that is Grand Junction. It's actually horrible. There's nothing to do. No one should ever really go there because um, at risk of ruining the the best secret in Colorado. Because that's what it is. It's like 65,000 people. It's three towns in a valley surrounded by beautiful mesas. Colorado National Monument being one of them. The world's largest mesa, which I think they just call the Great Mesa. Real original being another one and it's high desert so it's got an interesting climate it's it gets real hot in the summers but it's relatively mild now and but yet there's your there's there is a ski resort on the on the on the grand mesa so you're about an hour away or two hours from moab like and there's tons of mountain biking hiking you i saw ton, so many four-wheelers and utvs because they have some public public land with a bunch of trails right there but it's like it's big enough that they've got and they've got stuff going on but it's so you're not podunk town of 1200 people with a pizza hut and a gas station um but it's not i don't know to me it felt like home in the sense of like the town where i'm from it's 50,000 it's not real huge it's the hub of in a lot of ways it is the hub for that 
that area of, of Northwest Oklahoma. Um, and so, I mean, it doesn't have the beautiful mesas and whatnot and near as much outdoor activities, but it is, you know, just in that sense, you know, it's like a, it's not a, it's not a rinky dink town, but it's not a city that's overwhelming you. And I like that. So yeah, if you ever find yourself thinking, where should I go next? I don't know. Maybe think about Grand Junction. It's not close. I'll tell you that it's not close, but I think it would be a worthwhile trip. I think there's more than enough to do. I wouldn't recommend going in the summer. I hear it's, it gets pretty hot, pretty hot out there, but yeah, secondarily rifle Colorado. Uh, those of you who dabble in politics might know Lauren Boebert. She's a bit fiery and controversial and I don't know. I, I really don't know how I feel about her. I don't know enough about her, but you know, she's obviously got some bad press cause she's been a little flamboyant and cra- crazy. But when I see, but then again, I'm like, I don't know, maybe she's that uh, being a little disruptive and people in Washington and people in legacy media don't really like it. And so maybe it's kind of a good thing. I don't know. Undecided, but she is from Rifle, Colorado. So these towns, let me tell you, Western Coloradans know how to name towns. Grand Junction. It's actually a pretty good name. It's because the uh, it's the it is the junction. Ready for this? Of the Colorado River and the Gunnison River. That's where they meet, right? Then they have streets, and this is how you can tell that Mormons had to do with the founding. They have streets that go twenty and a half, twenty and forty. 25 and a half and you're like what the heck is that what first of all why would you put a half i don't know but so they do it and you know what that indicates how far you are from the utah border because the number one thing that i think about is when i'm in a town that's near a border is like okay now on on this side of town when we're at the pizza hut how far am i from the border now and then when i get to your house how far are we from the how far are we from the border now because that's what i need to know and but that's how you know mormons had a hand in the founding because obviously they wanted to really be aware of exactly how far they were from their Mecca. So the homeland, if you will. <laughs> yeah, but that that's not a joke. That is literally like, <laughs> that is literally how they're numbered. So, I mean, I saw 20 and a half street and I was like, what in the world? And then people were visiting, explain that to me. And I was like, this is incredible, right? Okay. So Grand Junction though, got its quirks, got a good name. Then you then you have places like, you know, Parachute, Colorado, and then which is right next to Rifle, Colorado. I mean, look at us go, folks. Just out here killing it. I just I would like to be in on the conversation around a sighting. And I'm also curious, what were the other options for these the names of these towns that they were like, uh, rifle's the best. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, excuse, like what? What did they have to be? Ant eater, rapscallion, and I don't know, ludifus. That's a Norwegian fish dish. <laughs> like those are your options. And then rifle, and people are like, uh, rifle. I guess. <laughs> Can we ride in Harambe or something? Because <laughs> this is wild. Or and, and, and well, my thought too is when it's something like that. There had to be some significance of, say, a rifle, the rifle in either the founding or some crucial event in the in the history. Same with the parachute, right? Maybe they had to parachute supplies in because they got people got shut in. I don't know. I, I like coming up with creative ideas, though. I mean, what do you think? For me, the rifle one, 
I don't even know. Maybe that's where the rifle was invented. Highly unlikely based upon the timeline of rifles and how long they've been around and then how recently the, the, the West was settled. But who knows? And maybe they weren't intended to become towns. They were just junctures of like, okay, stop your wagon here. The equivalent of like gas stations, but for pioneers and wagons. And so they stopped there and they were like critical junctures for supplies and whatnot. And it was like, here's where you get your rifles. Here's where you get your parachutes. And people are like, planes haven't even been invented yet. I don't know why I need, I don't know what a parachute is. And, or, and then once you tell me, I don't know why I would even need it because planes haven't been invented. So yeah, really it's, it's shrouded in mystery, honestly. And there's no point in Googling it and re- and getting the real story. Just take my, you know, I think I think we can sit here and speculate because it, it really is that ultimately that's you have to admit it's shrouded in mystery. So to those of you who survived my Friday episode of fire and in which I maybe said something, uh, maybe roasted, you know, said <laughs> when ranted about something and you're like, I do that or I like that. And you're still with me. Hats off to you. Way, way to be a real Hanyak about it. <clears throat> Proud of you. And I would hope that maybe you roast things that I don't like, right? And that's that's the beauty of it, right? I cannot like something and you do it and we still get along and hang out. Because really, what is the extent of not liking sometimes? Sometimes we're just expressing our opinions. But a lot of my opinions, like with the whole rolled up jeans thing, like I'm not going to wear them that way. Shout out to you, Christian, because apparently uh, the way I told you that I ranted about it, you took it way too personally and but look if you if you the shoe fits that's all i'm saying and but and i can be like i think it's dumb but it has no real bearing on my day-to-day life or no real impact on my life so while it's like that might be a, my opinion i don't necessarily do anything about it because it doesn't really matter in the long run and so a lot of that stuff like calling your dog's kids it may annoy me to the depths of my soul but I'm not, I, I mean, what actual impact does it have on my life? Does it, it's not, it's not like you're actually, I don't know, shooting me with a pellet gun or something like that and leaving welts or something. And it's like, see that I should do something about that. Right. It's like, Hey, you're, you're physically harming, you're harming my well being, or, you know, letting the air out of my tires, whatever. And you know, it's just, eh, it's just opinions about things in life. So I trust you guys smart enough that we can go through that, that we can have that understanding. So, uh, and I thank you for understanding. It's that's uh, very good. So, but the weekend weekend was good. Definitely never go to Grand Junction. It was super boring. Nothing to do there. Nothing absolutely to see. It's really kind of run down and raggedy. Don't recommend it. But if you happen to be passing through Rifle, Colorado, Lauren Bobert, little little peppy spit, little peppy Spitfire. She started a restaurant, Shooter's Grill. All the staff have holster with gun in holster on hip. And obviously that's like a big whoa thing. But for me, honestly, and maybe it's the contrarian aspect or maybe it's the level of like... (laughs) The level of just I don't care, like IDGAF, like... That she just absolute and and I can respect that. Like sometimes people just like it's in in some way it's almost just like a middle finger to like everyone and be like I don't care I'm this is how I'm doing it. I'm doing it 
no, the loudest, craziest way possible, and there's nothing you can do to stop me. And I'm doing it because I can type things. And, um, you know, it happens to also fall like it's it's hyper conservative and I'm a conservative. And so I enjoy it. And so one aspect I say, if it was the other way around, could I enjoy the novelty? Maybe. However, I think one crux of the problem would be it would probably be a vegetarian or vegan place. And that I'm not necessarily about, especially on the carnivore diet. So that might be. But say it was like a say, say the food was normal and really good. Then yeah, I think I could probably stomach it. Well, I don't know, maybe, maybe not though. And so, if you fall on the other side of that and you're like, "That sounds horrible," then I'll respect that. But you're wrong, and I hate you. No I'm kidding. That's a quote from Workaholics. One of the, oh, I, I don't necessarily recommend the show, but it is really funny. And he's like, someone someone kind of gives their opinion, and it's and it's against Adams. And Adams like, "Look, I understand. I hear you, and I understand your opinion." And I want you to, you know, know that you have the right to think that, but you're wrong and I hate you. <laughs> and, uh, and he goes, with all due respect, you're wrong and I hate you. And they're like, you know, you can't just say whatever you want after you say with all due respect. <laughs> and they kind of like sit there silently. And, oh man, but that's funny. So, Shooter's Grill though. And that's not the only thing. Another thing that I love, it says, this is not a gun-free zone. <laughs> and on in the front door... Then you go inside, and it has American flag, and it has all this cool memorabilia that's, like, very patriotic and very gun-oriented. It's pretty cool. They really, so they, like, went in, they're like, I ain't gonna appreciate when a restaurant is like, this is our, this is our shtick, this is our novelty, right? And sometimes they kind of, like, do it a little bit, but they, they don't make unique menu items necessarily. They, they maybe just make a regular item and put an okay, catchy name on it that goes along with the novelty. And they do a few little quirky things. But when restaurants really buy in to their, we'll call it novelty, but buy into their, oh, theme, that's the word I'm looking for. To me, I don't care who you are, you, like there's some level of appreciation for that, right? You look at it, you're like, you bought into that novelty. And so there's just some like natural respect that we are. And, and you can tell too, and there's something impressive about it. And those restaurants usually do pretty well. This is one of those restaurants. She has a giant cutout of Trump in a MAGA hat. And I think the cutout might be hugging the American flag. I don't remember, but yeah. And I was like, that's hilarious. She has a cutout of herself. And if it's life size, she's like five foot. She's tiny. And of course she's strapped gun on the hip. And let's see what else do they have. They just have a bunch of cool signs. They obviously sell some merch where it's like 1776, the let's go Brandon stuff. I mean the whole shebang, right? And then you get to the menu. And let me say the food on terms of food, the food is very good. It actually is. And that sometimes with these hyper novelty restaurants that really buy into like playing that part up, sometimes you you're more paying for the aesthetic experience, the novelty of it, and not and the food is just kind of average regular food. This is not the case. And then one thing they did that this may trigger some people, but I th- I think it's hilarious and they did it well. And so I'm also impressed. It's just, I don't know. I had a great time going there. I thought it was just so much fun. It was, I don't know. There's some, there was something about it where I was like, I was, maybe it's the fact that this specific taking it this direction and then we'll call it going hyper conservative. If you want is such a novelty in that you won't find this anywhere else. I can throw a stone in Denver and hit 16 
vegan hyper hyper liberal left wing type restaurants, right? That have that have the the I don't even know if it's a it's not even a rainbow flag anymore. The what you know the the all inclusive the 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 everyone except white people flag because that's really what it is. But um, you know that have all that stuff and have their BLM signs and like I've been in places that have that and I eat there and they still have good food, right? And I enjoy my time there. So, but when going the other way, it's much more rare. And so maybe that's and the fact that I've never seen that before. So, and especially taken to this level, wild, wild, right? Well, so I'm, I'm going to get this burger, the guac nine. Yeah, that's right. It comes with guacamole and, um, some kind of spicy stuff, pepper, jack cheese, bacon. I thought there was something else, but maybe not. Maybe that's it. Right. And so we come and she orders, we make, we make our orders and then I'm like, all right, I'll get the guac nine, which is it's like, good job on the name. Right. We'll see how the burger comes out. They ask you how you want the burger cooked. So that's usually a sign of higher quality burgers. But then as I'm like, I order it, I'm like, give me with the, I think I said the sweet potato fries or whatever. And then, and then I'm looking right at the top and I happen to glance and it says, ask your server how to trump your burger. And I, and I, I kid you not. I, 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 I was like, I was like, wait a minute. And as I'm handing her a menu, I said, uh, so I have to ask what, what is, what is, what is Trump? How do you trump the burger? And she goes, well, and she kind of did this little rant. I'm going to paraphrase mostly, but I do know this. She goes, well, in order to make burgers great again, what we do instead of cooking it on the grill, we cook it on an open flame on a cedar plank of wood. And, and that is how you trump the burger. And I was like, excuse me? So I said, absolutely do that for my burger. And then what either I didn't hear or they didn't tell me was then that when your burger gets brought out, it is served on said charred cedar plank. And then you just got to put the patty on the toasted buns and it was absolutely delicious. And that is how you do a novelty or do a theme at a restaurant and then see it through to not just add more, not add to the novelty, but then to also add to the food experience and the quality of it. So yeah, it was, it was awesome. A lot of fun, really cool. Lots of cool, uh, lots of cool merch and whatnot around there. If you find yourself traveling through rifle Colorado along I 70 in Western Colorado, probably on your way to Moab, cause there's nothing between rifle and Moab. There's no such place as grand junction or anything like that. Um, <laughs> they, then you should stop there. It's worth it. Uh, and actually one thing about grand junction, weird thing too. Now that another weird thing that definitely doesn't make me, shouldn't make you want to visit because I'll tell you it was, it was horrible. So, that Grand Junction, though, and, and I'll, we'll include Palisade and Fruta are the, the other kind of two towns, and they all kind of run together, and it's all in the valley, but it's wine country over there. Like, they, they have vineyards everywhere, so something about being in the valley and the desert, and I was like, hold on, I like, I knew, like, we all know Napa Valley and, like, California is wine country, but Grand Junction, Colorado, yeah, wine country, and then on top of that, there were these trees, and... We were like, what are, I wonder what those trees are. Then we were hanging out with people. We were like, what are the trees? At the, and they're like, those are peach trees. Colorado peaches. Look them up. Try them. He says, go to the store. If you can get Colorado peaches, they're so much better, so much sweeter. And I was like, 
Well, I, I, I only thought peaches came from like Georgia and maybe California, maybe like some Florida, but Georgia is the peach state. And he was saying, no, 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 no. Colorado peach is way better. He says, go to the store, get you a Colorado peach. It's much sweeter. You can tell a huge difference. And so now I'm wondering, A, in Oklahoma, do they have Colorado peaches? Do they ship? I, I sure hope they ship that far because technically Oklahoma touches Colorado. But, I, you know, I almost think, too, do we just get them from Georgia? And I don't know. I don't know. I'm super curious now. So here's a thought now for the podcast, right? Something that I'm thinking about doing. That's my next video short, maybe a five or 10 minute video. And I get, um, I get, and, and it's a taste test, a comparison. You know, it's been a while since I've done anything. I mean, Flame and Hot Fiesta, that was, oh man, it feels like so long ago. If you haven't seen the Flame and Hot Fiesta, go worth, go watch it. It's worth your time. Uh, Flame and Hot Mountain Dew, but we, I try like, I find all the Flame and Hot foods that I can. And I eat and I have have them all in one setting. Taste test them. Taste test all the different chips. Rate them. Uh, we made a flaming hot cheesecake using Cheetos. Where we just food process and crush up and put in put in cheesecake mix. So it's real fun. Yeah. Go check it out though. You can go to the YouTube channel around the Viking Podcast and you can find it there. So next, I'm thinking at some point I'll go try and get a Georgia peach and get a Colorado peach and eat them side by side do the differences do a complete breakdown because this was something that i had no idea about and maybe i'm trying to figure out if there's i'm all obviously uh, if you have any ideas for how that could be done and maybe with a fun twist let me know and maybe i should just try and get a bunch of peach flavored stuff and try it and go from like canned to like fresh picked and put in the produce section of my store because uh, I'm not going to find a place to pick peaches, especially not this time of year. He also said, too, there was like the August, September-ish was when the Colorado peaches are kind of in season. So that's another thing. Maybe they're so seasonal and there's and they're not grown so widespread that, you know, you can only find them in that time during the store in the store. So that's another thought. But, yeah, wine country and peaches who would have thought? But it, like I said, it's very boring. It's there's absolutely nothing to do or see. It's really not interesting. It, it, total flyover, drive-by place. Nobody needs to go there. People don't need to flock there for any reason. I mean, it's really nothing special. But yeah, that's that's where I've been this weekend. Snowboarded my last two. I did that. Not it was Thursday. Last. It's weird. You know, I we we've gone every week, sometimes twice a week, gone almost like twenty times since January. Hit the slopes. And we're finally kind of at the end of the season. And we went out to Breckenridge and we hit the slopes and it was like, I think this is probably our last chance because this week is all packing and craziness. And then I started looking at things and was like, I yeah, I guess it is. And it's just weird when you get in the habit of doing something every week, sometimes twice a week, and then you're finally at the last time and you're like, well, see you again next December, (laughs) nine months, (laughs) more or less. That's when we'll, that's next time we're going to get to partake in this, huh? Kind of, it's weird. 
It is, it is a weird feeling. And fun, oddly enough, though, it's something I felt many times with, like, boating because we always boated in the summer, and so we always went to the lake, and there's always kind of that last trip to the lake. But I think sometimes we'd go and be our last trip, and we wouldn't necessarily realize it because we wanted to still try and squeeze in and go a couple more times, but then we just ended up not to. So that's a little different than acknowledging it was your last time. So be like, this is the last time, but it was good. It, I mean, when you, when you can know that it, this is your last time going to the slope, then you can, uh, then you can really like soak it up as the last time, you know, kind of like when you know it's your senior year and things are closing in. And it's the last time, like I remember, I remember that back in high school, 10 years ago. Now my first last day or my last first day of school, and different things like, you know, oh, this is the last time I'm going to be doing this. You know, it's the last time I'm, well, not so much, but like this is my last Christmas break in high school or whatever, you know, and just things like that and moments that you can cherish. So, and, and, and some people think, you know, you can get overdone and be kind of cheesy and tacky, but at the same time, I don't think there's anything, I think it is still fine to maybe stop and acknowledge it and just soak it up for a minute, right? But... That's cool. All right, let's uh, let's see if we can round this thing out, get it done. So obviously, what's happening now, either right before or, or right after this, or maybe you're listening during. Who knows? It's the Natty tonight, boys and girls. Yeah, KU and UNC. So Duke storybook ending is over. Sorry, RIP, Coach K. Nice knowing you, but you know it was one of those where it was the first time they ever met. It was Duke's first loss was in, or Coach K's first loss was UNC, and his last one was. And then also UNC just had their number this year because Duke was hot coming into this game. But UNC beat, if you remember, last regular season game, beat them at Duke, a big upset. UNC, the eighth seed, and is just playing lights out and just is clicking. But then KU torched Villanova in their final four game, and they are hot too. And and of course you're like, well, of course there are you know, two teams getting to the championship, so they're going to find their strike. Yeah. But like, I don't know. There's just, there's just something. Sometimes you see teams that come in and are coming in on a streak. That's just a little bit more intense. And that's what I'm seeing tonight. So I don't know if KU plays like they did against Nova. It's, I mean, it's game over. Happy Natty to you. Rock chalk Jayhawk. But uh, UNC though has been locking people down. Baycott, old boy's been you know pulling down twenty rebounds a game more or less, you know, roundabout. But tweaked his ankle, and so he's not going to be full force. But I still think he can be a force to be reckoned with in said game. It just and and that's he's he's kind of one of the linchpins. And then also you know if can Abaji can he take charge? And then Remy too. Can he be that spark plug when they need him when they're down? So we'll just see. I'm I'm stoked. I think it's going to be a great national championship game. I am see Brady Manick, the Oklahoman. He used to he used to want to be Larry Bird, or at least in looks, because he had shade head and a creepy mustache, and was very much like Larry Bird esque. And he's a shooter. He can shoot from three, and. But now he's got, he looks more like me. He's got giant beard, long hair. So always got his daggum mouth open. Like, 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 I don't know, like he's holding an egg in his mouth and trying not to like, just to hold it in his mouth and not break it. Crack the egg. The, like that's what, <gasps> that's what I feel like he sounds like. I'm like, bro, shut your mouth. At least close it a little bit more. He's always got it wide open. Freaking mouth breather. But 
you know, he transferred from OU and he's a big part of that team. So that's kind of cool to see hometown dude, but I'm probably going to bandwagon rock chalk son. Cause big 12 and, and why not? Right. I I'd, I'd prefer that over another UNC championship. So that's who I'm pulling for. It's going to be exciting. Remy's my favorite. He always looks, he's always a little twitchy. He always looks like he's, he looks like he's very high energy. Maybe that's just because he's small. And so those guys zip around so fast, so much fun to watch. So that'll be cool. But who are you pulling for in the natty? Obviously, if you, if you listen to it right away, you can send it in before the game. But if not, just give me your before and after. Right? I was, here's what I thought was going to happen. Here's what happened. Here's who I cheered for. Or, and give me any of your feedback. Because, of course, on Wednesday, you can probably guarantee I'm going to get my feedback on it. And all that good stuff. So there's that, but I'm excited about that tonight. And it's weird. It's, at, it's, a, it's a later time because it's at 7.20 Mountain Time. So I'm like, wow, that's actually, normally they're like six, five or six mountain time. And so that's a little bit later than normal. Um, other news, Elon Musk is, uh, if you haven't heard, is now the foremost shareholder in Twitter, buying $3 billion in stock, now owning, now being a 9% stakeholder and kind of just, uh, you're going to have to choose my language, kind of taking Twitter by the balls and being like, hey there, bud. Yeah. Uh, put my money where my mouth is and actually make some moves. Cause there was talk obviously where he ran a poll about like, should we create, should I, should I look, I'm, you know, I'm looking into, you know, creating a new social media platform, but then he, he had a great point and I, let's see if I can just pull it up. But it basically it said, I'm, I can really do it from memory. He's like, since Twitter is the de facto town square, them not being, um, a, an advocate for free speech and actually restraining it is a threat to democracy. And so it's an interesting point where it's like, you may think private company, they can do what they want, but then there's also the responsibility of like, you acknowledge that like you are the de facto town square. And so then if you are being, we'll say, I, I'm not going to say that word. Never mind. I almost said fascistic. And I was like, nah, it's going to be people. That's ah, not fashion. The right is fashion. I'm, I'm not going to get into that. Right. But, but say, then you are, we'll say more or less speech restrictive. And so much so that it's not really a place for free speech and free ideas. Then, then in some ways, like yeah, there. It's like, look, you may not have chose to be, like, you may not necessarily want to be in the leadership position. We'll, we'll use this analogy, right? But you're kind of you're made for the job, and you're the best one for the job. So we need you to do it. So there's that reluctance to be like, okay, I accept that responsibility, and then I'm going to act accordingly. And so the, I think there's an argument to be made there. And of course, they don't have to do that. But it does, you know, it is, I thought it was a very, very good point, but Elon Musk is the goat, is the goat for doing this. This man, um, he buys into Twitter like this and basically becomes their largest stakeholder and it is awesome. So, you know, he's talking about, should I look into it? Should I not? And then he... And he's like, okay, fine, I'll just become a stakeholder. And guess what stakeholders do? When people have a lot invested in your company, you listen to what they have to say. And you're like, and you will sometimes bend to their will because they're a stakeholder in your company now. So, uh, and I just love that, like, he's the richest dude on earth. He's doing, he's done Tesla, he's doing SpaceX. And then now he's just like, you know, I see a problem over here. And then he just, he, 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 He's active on the internet and social media and is just kind of like a lighthearted kind of funny guy. But then he does big moves like this and you're just like, bro, like he is just when the richest man on earth is kind of an internet troll. It is. There's nothing else like it. It really is incredible. So, yeah. 
but this move is 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 something because it's like now he could have a say in it. And I saw a tweet somewhere. Um. Okay, so this, so his his specific tweet that I paraphrased was: Given that Twitter serves as the de-, de facto public town square, failing to adhere to free speech principles fundamentally undermines democracy. What should be done? Is a new platform needed? And yeah, so we went on the Twitter rant, but I I wish I could find it now. There was somewhere someone who apparently worked at Twitter and was like, Twitter is not against free speech; it's against bullies and and, and harmful speech, and so. Um, after, you know, I will not work for or do the bidding of Elon Musk. And so I am resigning and, and more or less everyone was like, yay. Okay, good. I think I actually shared it to the Instagram story. Go check the Randy Viking Instagram story. It's probably on there, but I was like, that's hilarious. But you can see it's already affecting change if there are people who are doing that. So I don't know. I never saw this coming. Never thought it would be a thing. I kind of considered Twit Twitter a dead horse. Like obviously, still use it, and it's still the leader. But I was like, nah. We'll just build out competitors that are actually free speech, and over time, people will move there as Twitter continues to eat its own tail, be the serpent that eats its own tail and eats its own, as the left and cancel culture ultimately will do. And they will all come. They will come for you, and so we must speak up for people, even if we disagree with them. But. This move makes me take pause and go, hold on, maybe something could be done. So what do you think about it? Do you think there's going to be an effectual change or is, you know, there just going to be moves eventually made to competitors that will pop up? I don't know. I'm curious to see how this unfolds. The Babylon Bee had a great article where they were like, the, where they say, liberals liberals erupt after Twitter is now African-American owned because Elon Musk is an African-American because he's from South Africa, which is my favorite, which I think is just personally hilarious. So... He does that some uh, some some big moves once again by Elon being the risk, richest man in the world. So I'll end on this funny note. Two funny notes, right? So I can get them said. Two things. Fun fact: If you did not know, you can max out on your how many locations you have in your default weather app saves. You know, I've saved your locations. Like for me, I have like Oklahoma. I have the ski hills, and I have where we live, and I have like where my cousins live in Angel Fire and different places. Well, my wife like has every every place she's ever gone ever, and. Then the other day, she was trying to add like Grand Junction or something, and she was like, "I can't add Grand Junction." She goes, "I've maxed out my weather locations," and I was like, "Okay, one." How many do you have? Two. You can max it out? It's like when my buddy Connor found out, found the character limit for a Yelp review. Hint, it's 5,000, I think. Connor, fact check me on that. You did it. But, yeah. And you're like, wait, there's a limit? <laughs> and you hit it? Oh, man. That is, that is a one-two punch of something fierce. But, yeah. So, she hit it. And we counted. The max is 20. You can have up to 20. Not exceeding 20 locations for your weather app and to that i say why do i need 20 (laughs) but okay cool good to know so you're welcome so don't worry you can add that 10th one that 12th one that 15th one you're not going to max it out just yet now if you're at 18 19 choose carefully because you're you're on the verge all right so there's your fun fact And this one, I've actually seen this sign a few times, but today I finally was like, I need to remember that and bring that up. So there's this oil, oil change chain out, oil change chain, say that 10 times fast out here. Oh, I'll wait actually. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, wow. Good job. Actually impressed. So there's this oil change chain grease monkey. And there's this one I drive by literally every day because go to the gym and whatnot. And on the sign, it says Tuesdays, Ladies Day, Wednesdays, Seniors Day. So having like a senior citizen discount day at general places like that makes sense. But seeing Ladies Day, and they have to, they can't say Ladies Night because it's, it's a regular business open during the day. It's not a nightclub or a bar. And so, yeah, they obviously can't say Ladies Night for that reason. But I just look at that, and I don't know, my head kind of turns sideways like when a dog hears a funny noise or, the, or you make a funny noise or they're just trying to listen to you and they're kind of like, huh? And they cock their head like, what? That's what I say. I, I don't know. It's just feel like, because typically it's like, oh, it's ladies night. Like ladies drink free or half off or get it. Ladies get in free, right? It's like, what's the ladies day? I, that's just a weird way of phrasing it. You, I don't think you can use that at an oil change place because no offense to anyone who's ever worked at those places or maybe does, but like, that's not the, I don't know. I think sometimes like that almost feels like you're dipping into creepy vibes because, I just feel like you get that creepy dude who works there. He's like, hey, it's ladies day. How, hey, you looking to get an oil change? Toots. And um, definitely you should say no and roll your window up. If he talks like that, you should roll your window up and then drive away promptly. And it doesn't matter if their door is closed or not. You just barge right through it and you, or you just start honking your horn, hold on your horn until they open the door. Either one, lock your door, roll your window up though, do all that. That's what you need to do. Because that's definitely not a situation you want to be in. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, it sounds and comes across weird. I guess good for you if, like, maybe you get an extra discount. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, do you get a free sticker? <laughs> like, what kind of, what kind of deals are you like? Oh, it's Ladies Day, Grease Monkey. <laughs> Everyone get in your car. Let's hit the oil change. <laughs> like, let's get our tires rotated. <laughs> no, no. I don't know. I think that's. I think that's a that's a callback to this is an oldie buddy goodie, uh, the episode I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's the the Panhandlers marketing guide where it's like, okay, I think you maybe just missed a mark on your marketing where the guy had the sign that said "We'll dance naked for a dollar," and you're like, well, actually, I would pay you a dollar to not dance naked, and so it's like I'm going to dance naked unless you give me a dollar type thing, or like we'll dance naked. For a dollar or for two dollars, I'll keep my clothes on. You do the upsell so that people are like, oh, I want to see you dance, but not naked. So here's two bucks. I think it's one of those situations where the marketing's gone bad. And I'd also be curious to know, like, does that actually drive traffic to and, and then to, to your place? Do you get an inordinate, do you get a, a spike in the amount of women that come on, I think it was Tuesdays? I don't know. I got to know. What do you think about it? What other weird marketing things have you possibly seen before and where you're like, not, not quite. <laughs> I, th- I think I like, I like, you know, that you're trying stuff, but this one was a miss and you should quit that. And that sign has said that sign since I moved here and will probably continue to say it long after I'm gone. And they will probably still to just still be average on their business that they're doing. And who knows, maybe they're doing well because of it, but it's something there's something different right like seniors day okay that makes sense right like okay wednesdays so try and go try and go on wednesdays if you're over 65 and get a little discount that's cool ladies day yeah sounds a little creepy (laughs) i think i might go somewhere else now but also i'm not a lady and so can i even come on tuesdays how's this work how's this work so let me know let me know in the comments or via message email any and all thoughts 
And on that note of you leaving me your thoughts, I do want to announce that on Wednesdays, I will be taking fielding crowd questions. So the, the hordes questions, you guys' questions. So please send in any, and it can be random. I've got one, one already, but um, also your feedback. So whether you're answering specific questions I asked throughout the week on other episodes and, and you send in your answers. Wednesdays are going to be the, well, we'll see. Right now I'm thinking Wild West Wednesdays because we're just going to be, you guys, you guys basically going to be firing questions at me and I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be taking them and answer them live in real time. And so it's going to be all about you, the audience listeners. So please send in questions or um, any any comments that you have maybe from this episode, from Friday's episode that you want to send in and give me your thoughts on or uh, your answer to any of my questions that I've posed, anything and everything, but really specifically send in any questions you might have for me, whether it's something you want me to talk about, what are my thoughts on something or why are you this way? All those questions are welcome. Send them in though. Uh, I'll answer them on Wednesdays. We're going to start doing Wild West Wednesdays. It's where you, the audience, give your thoughts and um, it, it, I mean, it's your episode, really. So it's either going to be as much of you as you're willing to give, or it's going to be like, okay, someone sent me this one question. Now I'm going to talk about other stuff because I got to come up with other content because you guys are being real honyucks. So I believe in you. And once again, I uh, I had an interesting thought. You know, I thought, you know, if I'm having str- if I'm struggling to get people's feedback to send it in, obviously barrier to entry is one. I feel like I've done that. You can mess, you can DM me on Facebook, Instagram, you, me personally. You can leave. There's always a link for a voice message. Um, you can email the show. I mean, so there's plenty of ways to get a hold of the show. So then really how I feel about it is not that you guys are crappy because I think you're great. Part of the Hanya Accord, but that I need to be better about providing about evoking that action of you to give me the feedback, said feedback, right? And or to send in your thoughts or to answer questions. So I need to ask better questions or propose better ideas, right? Because I'm not being provocative enough. Now, there's a detriment that has led to the clickbait age uh, where it's like I could just talk about stuff, get the people fired up because they're most likely to respond negative, but I don't necessarily want to be that. Although it could be funny. So anyways, yeah, so send in all your thoughts by tomorrow night. That's Tuesday night to be featured on this Wild West Wednesday. Otherwise, you have to wait a week. So get them in, folks, uh, and send in all your questions, any questions you might have. It's going to be asking, you know, people call it the mailbag. I'm not going to call it that. That's stupid. Uh, we'll figure out a different name. So maybe maybe, maybe it'll be, ooh, I think I once had Mead Hall talk as one of them. Maybe that's what it'll be, right? It'll be questions from the Mead Hall or something like that. And I don't know. Wild West Wednesday is still winning me over, so... There you have it, though. I can't believe I cranked out 42 minutes already. I feel like I barely talked about anything. But that does it for this first dose of weird this week. And I want to thank you for tuning in, being a part of the Hanyak Horde. It's funny. I was talking to someone, and he was like, oh, yeah, listen to your podcast. And I guess that makes me a Hanyak. And I was like, it does. Yes. <laughs> oh, so welcome. Um, speaking of, if you are new to the podcast or you've been listening for forever and you want a Hanyak sticker, please just message me, let me know, and I'll get in contact with you and I will and I will send you your very own Hanyak and or Hanyak Horde sticker uh, to put on whatever you'd like, as well as a Rambling Viking podcast sticker. That's a new promotion I'm going to do. Um, they're so cheap because obviously you can go to the store and Redbubble and order your own, but I'm just going to say this. I'm just doing a giveaway, right, to anyone and everyone. If you want... And uh, you can either get a Hanyak or Hanyak Horde, and then I'll, I'll but they'll all come with the Rambling Viking podcast sticker. But if you want a sticker, let me know. I will get it ordered and sent to you. 
and uh, I'll just need to get your mailing address. So DM the show. And on those notes of contacting the show, you can it's the Rambling Viking at gmail.com. It's the Rambling Viking Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me, it's Gus the Bus 35 on all social medias. Uh, you can also there's a link that's usually for like a voice memo at the very bottom of the description. You can do that as well. So uh, there's plenty of ways to get a hold of me. So let me know. Send in your questions by Tuesday. We will see you back here on Wednesday for your second dose of weird before finishing out the week Friday, which is actually the day that I will be driving back to Oklahoma. It's my final week in Denver. And one final question that I want to post you to think about and send in your ideas as well, possibly for this Wednesday, is my 300th episode is coming up right around the corner. I've talked about the significance of the number three for me. What should we do to make it special? Should I try and coordinate a live stream? Would you guys watch? What would that look like? And how should we do it? But 300th episode is coming up around the corner, just a few weeks away, and I want to make it special and do something big do do it real big who knows maybe we'll do a review of the episode and i'll do some of my favorite moments and i'll just play them back that would be kind of fun so send in all your ideas though that's going to do it for this norwegian buy i think i probably went long again but thank you so much for listening being part of the hanyak horde we'll see you right here next time on wednesday this is your head hanyak signing off